1: All right, you know what that music means? Uh, You got to listen to us for a little bit here. Uh, This is The Mystery of Parenthood. And, uh, (laughs) I've got my wife choking up over here. Her name is Stephanie. And if, sorry, I was
2: I was inhaling the dark piece of chocolate that Thaddeus oh. just
0: gave
1: me. Hey, all the inner workings of the mystery, apparently. Thaddeus is over there, and uh, now we know what energizes. I really like. wasn't trying to make you choke. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. I was it was like, dark Enjoy chocolate. My chocolate. And it's he's good starting for you. Heart healthy, right? But anyway, uh, we'll begin with our prayer.
2: In the name of the Father oh, and, the and the Son and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord God, from you, every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. Father, you are love and life. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, born of woman, and through the Holy Spirit, the fountain of divine charity, grant that every family on earth may become, for each successive generation, a true shrine of life and love. Grant that your grace may guide the thoughts and actions of husbands and wives for the good of their families and of all the families in the world. And grant that the young may find in the family solid support for their human dignity and for their growth in truth and love. And grant that love, strengthened by the grace of the sacrament of marriage, may prove mightier than all the weaknesses and trials through which our families sometimes pass. Through the intercession of the Holy Family of Nazareth, grant that the church may fruitfully carry out her worldwide mission in and through our families we ask this of you who is life truth and love with the son and the holy spirit holy family of nazareth
1: pray for Christ. us
2: st john paul ii pray, pray for us. us in the father and the son and the holy spirit amen Ooh. Oh, jump, yes. oh, yeah, go ahead. We we a got,
0: and this is the fun <laughs> stuff. Yeah. So uh, just want to remind our listeners that November 12th here in the Brazos Valley, we are going to be uh, drinking with the saints. All right. <laughs> Dr. Michael Foley is going to be coming down, author of the best-selling book, Drinking with the Saints, The Sinner's Guide to a Holy Happy Hour. He's going to talk to us about how to drink like a saint in five easy steps. I'll give you a little preview. One of them is to drink with gratitude. Nice Thanks with gratitude. I mean, sure. Just kind of leave that there as a little, little a little carrot.
2: Mm-hmm. A little carrot. Yes. Uh, so
0: that's November twelfth. Go to our our uh, website, RedSeaRadio dot slash KEDC benefit. You can register there and uh, get your tickets or reserve a table. And I. Pretty sure the cashins are going to be there this year. We are. Yeah, I was just. I had a little.
1: That. I had a momentary, uh, very
0: excited lapse. But you know. he he loved the Waco event. It was a big, big, uh, nice turnout for them. He was really excited about it, and he's very looking, very much looking forward to coming down and doing it again here in the Bryan College Station area. So don't miss out, guys. I'm gonna have to look through that before I leave here because. Definitely, yeah, <laughs> you should. You definitely should.
2: And because no one can see what y'all are talking about, Thaddeus has the book. The book, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, and, yeah. There, and
0: there may be—he's uh, holding up drinking with the saints. Yeah, and which there is may like, be, looks be another thick. little reference to it uh, uh, later in the show. And <clears throat> also, he's got a new book out that came out early this year. It's called "Drinking with Your Patron Saints." So Bingo. Drinking Aww. with the saints is kind of like a liturgical calendar. It's organized chronologically. Man, drink with your patron saints is like a saints. Saints book or book of Lives of the Saints with cocktails, <laughs> with drinks. I
1: think that so. I am really going to like this guy.
0: <laughs> you are. You definitely are. <laughs> so,
1: anyway, did you, <laughs> so, did you have anything? So no. it it it, it br- brings to mind a couple. So this show has, for all that listen and who all will continue to listen, has always been based on the idea that we as parents and, and as the heads of our family, are meant to reflect as a sacrament certain invisible realities. And so God himself chose um, to use the the si- sign of a marriage to be his relationship with his church and with his family, um, with the people of God. And I think one of the things that I think is really important to go back to, because I don't think enough... Ca- uh, enough of enough of us um really fallen in love with what the great gift that the church is and how much as parents and as a family we can learn from the church in terms of the th- the, the things that are essential to be um good parents and to there's certain principles I guess that we can um and goals that we're should go after so for example when we say we believe in one holy catholic and apostolic church we should know that if we as a domestic church we should in a sense in the sense that's possible for us should be one we should be holy <laughs> we should be catholic and we should be apostolic those are those are solid goals or missions of any family if they're meant to be similar to the church and it's that unity of the church but it's understanding of of the church um that is so critical to falling in love with her you know you know it's funny as a family I, this is just something that popped in my head but as a family there are people that look out from the outside and they're like oh your family's so great my mom I mean I'm talking about maybe specifically my family you know love your family. Your mom and dad are great. You know, your brothers are great. And then you come back. My mom said, you know, look, I I know that everybody thinks we're great and and you know differently,
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know, you know, know all
1: this, (laughs) all the inner workings and, you know, nobody wants to see the sausage made. It's one of the, one of those things. But, but she said, that's, that, that is the reality of being human. So just because there is this junk or this bad stuff that happens, doesn't diminish who we are. It just calls us to strive to be better, but it doesn't make everything about who we are false. It doesn't. It doesn't eliminate. It doesn't eliminate all the bad stuff. I mean, all the good stuff that we do or that we're involved in or that we, the people we help. And I think, I think that's a good thing to kind of remember about our own families. Um, there are no... Per- there's been one perfect family. <laughs> um,
2: we pray to them we pray, the show. Yeah, we ask the Holy, the
1: Holy <laughs> Family of Nazareth, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph is usually on most everything I send out. It's certainly at the top of my page of the to-do list every day when I get in. They're the perfect ones. Um, they're they're the, they're the best reflection of a holy family and they are the targets on this side of heaven but it's because they were united with the one who is holy the second person of the holy trinity jesus christ is the center of that there is no holy family apart from jesus and that's a good way of looking at what the church is there's no holy church apart from Jesus. Jesus is the reason for the season, the season. Right? Yeah. we're close. All Yeah. He's all the seasons. reason for all seasons. <laughs> uh, and we're going, you know, 2020 is part of the seasons we're going through. It's a difficult Ooh. time. But, but that being said, I think it's important to look at what, what the church is and what she's not. Um, she is holy and at the same time, she's not perfect. There's a quote that I that I think that we all should. Re- this is from Vatican II, and I, I I love. It took me a while to go back, but I I've, obviously you can see I've highlighted it, I'm <laughs> showing it to my wife, and and underlined it a couple times. But this is this is I think is part of part of the reality of what we should be as as a, as families, and then what we should recognize as the church. And this is from. Um, the church, the Vatican II document, Lumen Gentium um, in number eight, I think it's the third paragraph. The church, um, hold on. So Christ, quote unquote, holy, innocent and undefiled from Hebrews seven twenty-six, knew nothing of sin. Second Corinthians five twenty-one, but came only to expiate the sins of people. The church, however, clasping sinners to her bosom, At once, holy and always in need of purification follows constantly the path of penance and renewal. That's the enigma. That's the the challenge for us as families. It's a challenge that we face amidst whatever is going on out there in the church that might challenge our belief. Because we're on this side of heaven, (laughs) we're both... If we are striving to be united with Jesus Himself, just like the Holy Family, having Jesus at the center, we are holy, but we're always in need of renewal and of purification. So there's there's this great um, it's a mystery in reality, it's a mystery from the standpoint of we are signs of this invisible reality but it's a mystery in the way that most people think of it's hard to understand it's hard to wrap our, our 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 minds and hearts around the fact that we are at once holy and sinners in need of renewal in need of conversion i mean that's i think what the challenge is because if you look at either one of those you can easily throw the bath out with i mean the water the baby out with the, the bathwater. Bath water. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the water without the baby. No, It's the baby with the bathwater. Water. <laughs> but anyway, I, I I think that that's a good place to kind of jump off into, you know, this discussion about what, what makes the church who she is and what makes us as, as a struggling Catholic family, as parents in this world, a domestic church. I don't know
0: if, if any of that... Or am, I, am I talking way... I would like, like... to add as an, as another point of departure, too, that I think we always have to remember that the first priests, the apostles, were not perfect, because <laughs> we have <laughs> okay. Judas, right. who Great segue. betrayed <laughs> our Lord. We have Peter... Who you know? He gets told that he's going to be the rock, and then Jesus foretells his passion and death, and then Peter right away says, "No, you're wrong," and then he gets called the devil after Peter has even consumed the Eucharist. Then he goes and denies that he knows Christ, right? And James and John, you know, they want to be on. The they right were called out thunder, yeah. yeah. They wanna, you know, yeah. They're 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 so human. <laughs> There's but all think, kinds of problems right, there. But I
2: think that the first two that, you know, that that with Judas and Peter, I always love because uh, I can't remember when I heard this. And, you know, in my um, childlike faith,
1: <laughs> right. which is the best kind he puts you on a lap,
2: Then <laughs> my childlike faith, I'd never like gone this deep before, um, you know, how sad it was that Judas went off and killed himself cause he didn't think yes. that God could forgive him. And the different, you know, so Peter turned around and yep. here's our penance and renewal, you right. know, um, yep. that, yep. that he, he did what he did. And of course he did run away and he was sad, but he humbly, you know, came back. When And you, th-
1: and you think about that. I mean, to think about like the resurrection Sunday when, when they, when, when, Mary comes back and tells the apostles. I love the fact that he runs out. I mean, think about, I mean, a lot of people <laughs> might think, Oh man, <laughs> I better run the other direction because I did bail on him. And <laughs> now he's coming back to get me, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, that that would be a human response, right. human but he response. ran towards it, trying to try and to find it. And that's, that's the great lie that the devil s- tells people is that, God can't forgive you. God can't accept you for where you are, and and so people run or or they wait until they think they've got it right. Like, okay, I'll go work on it myself, Mm -hmm. and then I'll come back when I've got it right. Mm -hmm. The answer is never that. I mean, Thérèse of Lisieux. One of my favorite and it's in the book you're one of the books oh, you're reading talks oh, yeah. about that you know the shortest way back is to run back when you've sinned and ask God to punish you with a kiss. It's the <laughs> quickest way ask him to pick you up, <laughs> you know and that that childlike mm-hmm. faith and i th- I think that we don't get told enough, maybe we do I don't know, and maybe we do a bad job as parents sometimes because we don't show how quickly i mean maybe we don't I don't know but it's certainly something that challenges us, but God will always accept. I mean, if you read the Prodigal Son, you know the, he does turn around and come back. But the beauty is, is that the minute the father sees him even coming back, it's the father running to the son, mm-hmm. running out to him, and the son's like, "I've sinned. He can't even get it out of his mouth." And 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 hey, f- kill the fattened calf. Here's the ring. Stop talking, son. (laughs) We got a party to have. You're back. You were dead. Now you're alive. And I don't think we get that side preached enough to us (laughs) that God is so merciful. All he wants is a, a, a contrite heart, one that runs back and says, I have sinned. I don't deserve your forgiveness, but I trust in your mercy. And that's beautiful. I mean,
2: yes. Amen.
1: So, but here's this is one because GK Chester can Ch- Chesterton can always say things better than than I can for sure <laughs> than most people. But um it, it's from it by the way, anybody out there that has not got Bishop Barron's Word on Fire the 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 gospels, the Bible that's the four gospels, go get it. I mean, get it for Christmas. I mean, it's like I don't know, 50 bucks or something. I'm, it's not cheap. But it's worth every
0: penny. Um, would you not? I'll second that endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> but but like a... I was giving it for Father's Day and it's, a, it's wonderful. I was giving it for idea. Father's Day and I received it in September because it was so back <laughs> <was like> back-order. <laughs> So backordered. Yeah. So I was like, why
1: did we get this? Oh, yeah. Happy Father's, Happy Father's Day. Day. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but there's this quote from him talking about what you were just saying and what you both were saying with regards to, you know, when Christ is talking about why the church is indestructible. Why the church that he founded is indestructible, and he says, when Christ, at a symbolic moment, was establishing his great society, he chose for its cornerstone neither the brilliant Paul nor the mystic John, but a shuffler, a snob, and a coward in a in a word, a man <laughs> and he goes on he says, and upon this rock he has built his church." And the gates of hell have not prevailed against it. All the empires and the kingdoms have failed because of this inherent and continual weakness that they were founded by strong men and upon strong men. But this one thing, uh, but this one thing, the historic Christian Church was founded on a weak man, and for that reason, it is indestructible. For no chain is stronger than its weakest link. So he's saying he picked the weakest of the apostles, maybe the boldest, maybe the most cantankerous. I, you know, he certainly let me come out on the water, all those type things. But he said he didn't pick the ones that were the the ones he you know loved. You know, he loved the mo- you know the, the disciple he loved, John. He didn't pick Paul to fa- to build on his church. He he picked Peter who failed him multiple times and even in Paul's writings he fails him before about I mean Paul has to get on him about hey you know you're being kind of a hypocrite here you're living one way when Jewish people are around and you're living another way when it's they're not around and yet still he's the rock and I think there's good news in that he didn't pick and hasn't picked and continues to allow people in that role, Pope, priest, whatever, who are sinners, who are fallen, who say bad things, do bad things, and yet we still have to recognize he's the one Jesus picked. That's, I think, great news. Not that there are people who've fallen, not that there are unholy you know, quote unquote, unholy people in the past of the church, that there were b- popes that weren't, but that Jesus Christ has still been faithful to his bride,
0: the church, amidst all these failures. I, I don't know. I mean. And, and Stephanie, I mean, that's good news for our children, right? Exactly. Because we can point back to this for. The times when, when they slip up, when they fall down, we constantly, we're constantly having to remind them that, Hey, you get to, you get to start over. Right,
2: right, right. To go through forgiveness. And, and I know, you know, in our house, it's a very common, uh, statement to say, you know, we love you, but God even loves you more, mm-hmm. which is just, I mean, it's, hard f- it's so hard to wrap your, your head around, um but hopefully our kids feel so much love and forgiveness and and you know just like our little domestic church uh, you know uh, we were just talking about could you uh, could your child ever do anything that you would totally give up on them i, I mean it's
1: hard to imagine it's anything. hard to
2: imagine god forbid i ever have to <laughs> undergo that but i mean it, you know I, I you know i know the grace would be there um And I can't imagine ever not loving my child and, you know, just wanting to bring them to my bosom and cradle them and, and say, God, you messed up. (laughs) I'm so sorry, but you really, you, but I love you, you know, and, and what are we going to do to fix this? You know?
1: And not only the, not only the children, I think that it's, it's actually a good thing for us to remember that our authority as a parent is not based on our perfection as a human being. Yeah. I mean yeah, you, in Jesus. other words, so you know <laughs> and and to see that that just like he's picked popes and priests and that if he's given you a child, you have a position that you're meant to live in spite of your frailty, in spite of your sinfulness, in spite of the ways that you think man, I could really screw up these kids. I mean, <laughs> it's it's not, it's not, that's the cash gizm, like, <laughs> but, but the, but the kids reality are. is, is he still picked <laughs> you as that child's parent. And so there's good news in that in spite of the fact that you can recognize, maybe not as well as God can, but, but your spouse typically can. <laughs> your your weaknesses your foibles the way that you mess up and correcting them but the good news is as the domestic church there are people put in positions of authority that still have the role to play in spite of their many limitations it's not based on their 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 obedience to you as a parent is not is based on The position you're in, not on whether you're holy. Now, if you're in that position, you have to recognize that you need to struggle against those things that would diminish their ability to look to you and say, I want to be like him or I want to do that. But it does not stand on that. And I think so. We can learn from the church that God has picked you. If you're, if you are. The head of your domestic church, and 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 your, you and your spouse, are the people who've been put in charge. Then we should embrace that role and say, "I'm not." You know, don't say I'm not worthy. Don't say I can't do this. Don't say I'm not the one to teach my child. I'm not the one to correct my child. I'm, you know, who am I to do that? Because if I look at myself, that's not the way. You, you've been put in that position in spite of yourself <laughs> um by the authority of God himself and you will be given the grace to do what you're supposed to do with regard to those children um anyway I always love to you go to you go to father david my, my i mean bishop david and you you'd talk to him and you know he's one what the second of twelve kids or whatever and and you know I'd say, I, mean, I mean I just I so mishandled that whole situation. I don't know how, you know. I hope I didn't mess him up. You know, he's like, Trey, I mean, you're not that good. <laughs> I mean, he's like, he's like, he's like, kids are resilient and in spite of you, they're going to be fine, especially if you're recognizing what you need to work on and what you need to change. But knowing you're probably going to screw up again. So, that's that's the great at once holy and still in need of purification, still in need of renewal, still in need of penance. That is that great tension of being a Catholic Christian. It is a punchable thing. We can identify our problems. I mean, we can people, I mean, spouse, I mean, just ask your spouse. <laughs> Here are some <laughs> things you need to work on. But so they're they're concrete, but they are things that still don't take away from who you are and what you're meant to be, given what's been given to you, the child. Any thoughts? Am I am I going way off hundred ten thousand feet above?
2: <laughs> no, not at all. You're talking about the church.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So so anyway, we're. I think that I think that there are things that can, you know. So one, you know, to be the church is meant to be one. Well, to be one, just think about your own family. To be one, you you have the same name, right? I mean, I was it was it was neat because I my my brother was in and we were sharing pictures and he sent a picture of him in high school uh, that he'd made the paper because he had was blocking a punt and back then they they would put the names on the back of the jersey and you could see Cashin on the back. And I thought, they, oh, cool, you can see Cashin on the back of his jersey. It, it, that's one of my family, right? I mean, so there's something tangible. You're not just part of this blob of people. You're You're part of this family. And there is some level of excitement. I'm connected with that. That's my that's my uncle. <laughs> I can see my name on the back of his jersey. Well, that, I mean, that's what we do when we say, when we baptize children in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, when we cross ourselves, when we go into church. We are claiming the name of the family we believe in, that we've been invited to, been born again into through baptism. Well, So as parents, we need to point to that. But then we also need to foster a healthy, um, appropriately understood pride in our name. Not, 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 not perfect, but we're Cassians or we're Romanskis or we're Smiths or we're whoever. That, that is a healthy thing, and it's what builds unity, and it connects you to other people. I mean, my my brother's a big heritage.com and he's going through, and it's so neat to go back and find names that you recognize. You don't know who that person is, but you recognize, okay, that name came down through this to me. I wonder what that person's like. That wonder and awe and being connected to others by a name. I mean, as a Christian, it's the name of Jesus by a Christian. It's through him, with him, and in him, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But we can carry that in our own families by saying we should take some pride, and it means something, both from a positive standpoint, we can connect to, and from a negative camp. If you let down the name, <laughs> there's something to be paid. I yeah. mean,
2: I'm just thinking about, the, and God gave us, you know, his inspired word. Which is full of stories of family history.
1: (laughs) Exactly, man. You start Matthew. Goodness gracious! I mean, it's like a whole page of the son of the. And 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 he's yawning over there because he knows if you start with that. But I'm
2: just saying, when you you know, um, when you start you know going through and 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 reading, you're like, wow. We're still doing the same thing today. <laughs> that was 2000 years ago. Yeah, there's nothing really unique. I know, no. sadly. <laughs> uh,
1: I heard Patrick Madrid the other day uh, on the radio show. Somebody's talking about, like, you know, we should be getting better or this should, you know, technology, God should have kept technology from us until we got better. And, and he said, I, you know, I don't know about you, but I just think that. Humanity has not changed. (laughs) I mean, the circumstances have changed what we know, you know, what we're in. But human nature is identical to what it was from the fall going forward, looking at people to blame, you know, you got uncle so-and-so who's not the best guy, you know. I mean, you got somebody, you got, I mean, it's the same story told over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God still loves us. I was us. about
2: to say, and and intertwined through all of that is God's faithfulness and his continual attempts to bring us back into the fold, uh, you know, until he brings his very only begotten son um, and the greatest, the greatest sacrifice. I mean, you know, the greatest dichotomy, I mean, you know, <laughs> our right. oxymoron of what it looks like to, you know. Um, to come and and save his people. Um, I mean, it looks like crucif- utter failure, yeah. and it, it yeah. is
1: it is the founding of his church. It's right. from that cross that right. blood and water flowed. That the very uh, the, good
2: of us being able to enter heaven came, you know.
1: And again, he actually used <laughs> our sinfulness, our rejection of him. You know, kind of, you know, like. A great I'm gonna I'm okay, God don't strike me for this. A great ninja, you know, uses <laughs> uses the other person, like uses what somebody's doing and then turns it completely around. I mean he takes something that we mean for evil and he turns it into great good.
0: I think uh first ninja analogy on Mr. <laughs>
1: <Cachochism>, <laughs> chapter four. For, <laughs> but I, I don't know, know if it's ninjas, hard. but you know, like maybe it's judo or something where you know you use the you use the it's Judah. What's it's Judah. Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> right?
1: We're, we are way butchering all kinds of stuff, and I'm at the center of it. Yes. But God still and loves me. that is me. why so... I
2: do not speak. <laughs> <laughs> i
1: let Thaddeus and Troy yeah, banter on this one. Oh, no. <laughs> but but I think, I, I do think that as parents, to foster a, a sense of, first of, you're a Christian, you're a Catholic Christian. That, that should be fostered. It should be something you should be, from the greatest... Humbled, yet proud, not afraid to name and claim it while also recognizing the reason it's great that I'm a Catholic is because I'm a sinner in need of that. So it's it's that, that combination. But then from a practical standpoint to to press forward and say, I'm going to name and claim my name. Is that is that, you know, we used to always, say, I mean, we used to say sometimes at least, is that what Cassians do? Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: You know, mm-hmm. I, is that, is that what? a cash-in would do and which hopefully is perfectly in line with <laughs> is that what a Catholic, you know a good mm. christian would do um, but but i think you know that you're going to put your name on it that 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 people look to it and because of that there is a certain level of responsibility to uphold that name and to the best of your ability Glorify the name of God, but in in, in, a, in a less way, glorify the name, you know, make people say, oh, that's a cash in, not, oh, that's a cash in. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but they're going to be those. The cool thing is, is, you know, if you look at Matthew and you and you can get through the, the list of his, you know, from, from one through, he goes through and lists all these people. Well, if you look at him, there's a prostitute in there. There's, there's. A Gentile, I mean, there are all these people that are included there amidst holy ones that are known sinners. I mean, people in the Bible, you go, I mean, if I'm God, I probably think, I don't really want that guy on my, you know, I'll, I'll figure out another route to get here because I can, but he doesn't. And he's not afraid in his inspired word to name and claim those people who were not the best. In amidst the ones who were great saints, um, anyway, so just like all families, we have our people who've caused damage, but there's others that have turned around. I mean, just because one of the ladies in here happens to be a prostitute, she also saved, so she turned around and came back. There's it's it's just that is the story. That's the good news. God does not do that and so to be part of his family to be part of his church to be one with that church is to be in his family. All right. Are we going to holy now?
2: <laughs> you better move on. We have about 18 minutes. Yeah.
1: Well, you know how <laughs> things go here. Sorry. Holy. <laughs> Took it, us it's weeks another to right. complete my right. joy. You're an right. And I'm sure we pretty much squashed a lot of people's joy. <laughs> <laughs> By the length of time. Hey, we're having fun anyway. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, holy is another one. And this is the way holiness, there's only one who's holy. Only one. God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And there's only one who, through whom we have, well, not one now, but there's only one who came to made gave us access because he became one of us. And that's Jesus. And it's through him, with him, and in him that we are holy to the extent that we can unite ourselves with him. So the question about holiness has so much to do about, well, well, where is he? How do we unite ourselves to him? What do we do to become holy? It's not like a bunch of, you know, I pray this way or... I look this way, or I say these types of things. Those are more potentially fruits of holiness, but they can also be pretense in some (laughs) cases. True holiness is to be united with Jesus Christ himself. So how do I become holy? Well, I find where Jesus is and I unite myself. I give myself, I offer myself to him and then allow him to increase and me to decrease. That's holiness.
2: And and the the even better news is God calls us into that holiness in the everyday little things that we live. I think most of us think that we need to have, like, you know, experience some great suffering or some great, you know, event or, you know, parting of the Red Sea kind of, you know, but holiness. And this is something I know that I struggle so much with because I'm like, he's God. Surely he's not worried that I'm, you know, done, tired of doing laundry. Surely he's (laughs) not worried that I'm if I see one more dirty cup in the kitchen, I'm going to blow. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) but that's exactly where he is. He's with us in those big sufferings, but he's with us in those everyday things. And he just wants a glance. He just wants an acknowledgement. He just wants a, you know, Jesus, I am so tired of folding the same t-shirt and, but I give this to you and thank you for the blessing of my husband's job and the roof over our heads and just gratitude, acknowledgement, offering uh, you know um is you know is is how he wants us to love him he really doesn't ask for <laughs> you know um, no he doesn't I and mean, thank God he doesn't yeah and if yeah. you think
1: about it he chose the family to come in was a extraordinarily ordinary family <laughs> I, I mean he's a carpenter I mean she's just a I mean, he didn't come, you know, they're they're barely getting by. They're getting run out of town. They're coming back and scared. I mean, there's all these things that are going on. And most of his life was doing things that most people were like, yeah, he's a carpenter. I mean, (laughs) big deal. Well, that's good. That is big deal. That's the good news that we can be holy. We can be united to him in the most menial of tasks. By that. And so to be holy is where is he? Well, so the Catholic Church, and so why we as Catholics would be so excited, is, well, we know objectively where he is, in spite of every other possible thing that would get in the way. We know we need two things. Well, we need one person and two things to get to heaven. We need Jesus Christ to get to heaven, and we need truth and grace, which he is revealed in and through his person to help us get there. So we need to know how do we need to change our lives? What do we need to do? The truth. And we need to confront our own lives with the truth. In fact, everybody that's a sinner out there in the church that are sinners are called to actually hold their lives up against the truth. That's what confession is. Here's the truth. And I've failed at this. But what do I do? I don't run away. I run to... The priest who, in the person of Christ, is there to forgive me. Jesus is present. Why do I go to confession? Not because I like the priest, but because I know the Lord of all creation. My Savior is present there. It is him who is absolving me of my sins. That's great news. It doesn't matter who the priest is. He's there. At every Mass, we believe that he is there present, body, blood, soul, and divinity in what looks like a piece of bread. How do I become united with him? How do I run to him? Where do I know he exists? In those confessionals, at the liturgy, in the Mass, that's how I know, that's why why would I ever want to leave the church? Why would I ever want to be something else? He's there. And if I want to be holy, I don't look to the people around me or even to myself. I, be ho- I become holy by saying, I want you, Jesus. I want you, Jesus, to come into me, even in my sinfulness. I want you to forgive me because I'm a sinner. And I know where he is man, that's good news. I mean, that is such good news. It's not dependent on those people and their personalities or whatever, whether we love them, dislike them, whatever they've done or failed to do has nothing to do with the fact that we can be sure. There was a whole heresy. The Donatist Here's, we read about St. Augustine when people are saying, Oh, that's an unholy priest. So he's not united with Jesus. So if you're baptized by him, then you're actually baptized into the devil. You're going, Can you imagine <laughs> what that would have been like? Like years later, all of a sudden there's a priest who did something bad. Well, no, you actually never were baptized. They were telling people that, that the only way you knew if it was an appropriate baptism was how holy the person who was delivering it. St. Augustine shattered that. And St. Augustine came out and basically said, no, the beauty of the church is in spite of the sinners, in spite of that, he makes himself present in and through the sacraments, both truth and grace, so that we can be assured. I mean, if you, can I get an amen? I mean, somebody <laughs> tell me that that's not good news. Amen. I know for a fact and I challenge anybody that's out there, listen, go look at what St. Augustine said. Read him. He said you can count on the church because Jesus himself is saying, that's my bride. Doesn't matter about the person or what they did or how bad they are, what you don't like about them. I'm still objectively making myself present to you. Can you trust, even in spite of that, that I'm there?
0: He's my Lord and Savior. He's God. He's God. I trust that he's there. Well, and that's what we have to, to a very large degree, we have to model that for our children in the way we uh, love our spouses. Absolutely. doesn't, no matter what they do, whether we're, you know, in love with them still or not or not, or whatever we might be going through, we have to continue to love that other person um, for their, to their good. And, right, and show that for our our kids, and then we have to do that. We have to love our our children that way too. Absolutely, it's a like, I and mean, we always say, "Well, well, love is what
1: <laughs> a verb. <laughs> it's a verb, <laughs> and it's a choice. I mean, you yes. have to choose to love somebody in spite of that. Right. And who are we like when we do that? We are like the Lord Himself. Yeah, because He chose.
2: I mean, He, he said. I mean, he did pray to the father, please, if you, if it be your will, take this cup. I mean, he knew what was coming.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, we don't even know what's coming and half the time. We don't want the cup. Right. <laughs> and, and so many times it's even, you know, I mean, God in his infinite mercy always gives us way more than we uh, deserve or, you know, expect. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, Jesus chose. You know, I don't think we think about that, that I freely lay down my life. He says that's in scripture that we, you know, that he could have said, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm God kind of peace out. I I don't,
1: I don't really like you guys and and I'm not, uh, you know, and and y'all keep
2: sleeping and
1: I'm (laughs) going to change the plan, (laughs) But, but I, but I think that that, that is the challenge. But, but speaking about marriage again, remember it's a sacrament. Right. And so grace and truth are available there, and that's why we as Catholics believe that we can stay married to the same person till death do you part, not because of like our great communication skills, not because we make enough money to keep some, but because of God's grace and can grace.: you know, commun you know what skills? What are those <laughs> communication I skills? I never heard about that. Yeah, I'm having problems with them right now because communication. <laughs> yeah, communication. Yeah, I mean, it's not you know everybody puts it on all those things, but in reality, what we trust as Catholics is in living out the sacrament of matrimony that God's grace is made available. You call upon His grace. We had that. I forget who that was, but oh, he's always say "In those moments of struggle, yeah. call Lord. I call upon the grace of the sacrament that you." Sealed between the two of us to help us because it's God's grace. Again, it's not something we work. I mean, we do work at it, but to the extent that we're successful at it and the extent to which we trust, if He put us in this, all we have to do is keep saying yes, and He will provide the grace through the crosses, through the trials, through whatever comes our way, and we can trust in that. So we, there's a part that's us, but Primarily and at the center of it has got to be God's grace, which elevates and perfects our nature.
2: Well, and I think the parts, the part that is us is the perseverance, the trust, the surrender and the know.
1: willingness to forgive and yeah. to ask for forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. because yeah. we can choose yeah. to not forgive. Mm-hmm. We can choose to not ask for forgiveness and mm-hmm. and that's at the center, and that's something that we can withhold. I mean both ways. I'm not going to ask for forgiveness. I didn't do anything wrong. Or, you know, the flip side,
0: I'm not going to forgive. How can I forgive that person? So, I mean, I think that's... Yeah, I think another way that um, something we do in our in our marriages, in our families, that has an analog with our faith is we talk about how we practice our faith, we practice our Catholic right. faith. And that's really what you have to do in your your marriage is you have to find... I try to find like little ways, right, to practice (laughs) practice um, making a sacrifice or doing something that no I don't necessarily like or want to do to like show up for my spouse. You know, bingo, yes, and because if you can't if you can't do in those little ways, you're you're probably not going to be prepared to step up to the plate in those big times. It's
2: it's a practice. Like you said, it is a practice. I mean, you know, I I think there was, I worry
0: about that all the time. You know, I think about that all the time. Sorry.
2: No, there's, and then that's such a great analogy because I mean, if you look at, you know, I know everybody's at least done some sort of sport or had some sort of hobby or, you know, music or, I mean, whatever it is. I mean, you don't just show up and, and, and you're good. (laughs) there's things that are painful. Oh my gosh. Practicing the piano when I was little, shoot me. I mean, it was like so hard, but man, then when you learned that piece, you know, and were it was able to play it and then maybe even able to play it without music, you know, from, from memory. I mean, so it, there, it, there is pain in, in the little things that it takes to get to the big things.
1: (laughs) Right. And and in those analogies, the the great news is there is always somebody there who's, who's saying, well, you need to do this a little bit differently. There's somebody who's correcting. And in, in a graced moment is saying, Hey, well, if you try this or why don't you do that and shows you out of love, wanting you to be the great piano player or the football player, the the lacrosse player, whatever. There's that coach. And he is, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sorry. Oh, I'm just, but but I just, but for me, I think that that that's who God is. God is delivering through his fallen priests, parents. I mean, you name whoever's in authority over you, he still is providing them to deliver the truth, together with grace, and ask you to practice so that you can become more than you what you are currently. Because he doesn't, he loves you where you are as you are, but he loves you so much he doesn't want to leave you where you are. (laughs) And I think that that's another thing of good news. Anyway, did you want to poke some fun at me or something?
0: (laughs) No, I was laughing more about my my own uh, athletic experience. (laughs) which is (laughs) Most of my coaches were not saying, hey, uh, why don't you try doing it this Uh, way? No, no, no. Do it the right
2: way. This is what I got you to do. You're messing up. You're benched.
1: (laughs) Well, sometimes maybe, you know, fallen human beings. Oh, right. Exactly. <laughs> but, but anyway, and sometimes, I mean, it takes somebody to get your attention too. So, yes. And Thank sometimes God even will use that one. So <clears throat> we're, we're getting there. I, the one in the holy, I think are really the ones they're all together. Catholic, you know, is universal. The great news is, is that our universal speaks to what we we're talking about, about family. It's The borders are not there. It's not like the College Station Catholics or the Texas Catholics or the American Catholics. It's all Catholics. But the beautiful thing is, is from a Catholic perspective, it's not just across the world. It's throughout time and throughout history, connecting us with the people that are after us and the people behind us. Universal.
0: But come on. Everybody wants to be a Red Sea Catholic. (laughs) Okay. Right. Come on. Right. True. Right. Well, if you <laughs> do that,
1: you can plug in, and then anyway, be a, be a Red Sea cat. Come kind of to that benefit dinner on <laughs> November twelfth. November twelfth. Hey, drink it with the saints. But mm-hmm. it is a sinner's guide. So, <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, and I think we kind of. I mean, for me, you know, there's been certain things that the blessings of COVID. I mean, that you know, um, being able to. I mean, you know, you know, you're at church with your kids that don't live in town with you, but to have that mass live streamed, you know, like at St. Mary's mm, and to know yeah. that my kids were tuning in at that time and that I had one in Katy and one in Dallas and mm. you could see them maybe post, you know, happy Sunday or, you know. Stop posting just, and pray. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not what I thought. I, I just thought, oh, my gosh, we're at, uh, we're at mass with them. So sometimes we get these little, I don't know, that was a little gift for me. Sure, it's a You sign. know, to see, oh, you know, it, it's just... I don't know. It it was, it was, it was very beautiful. But that sounds universal. It's not
1: just, we're not located here. Apostolic means go out and tell what we just talked about. Go out and find and become who you're created to be and then share the good news of the church. And that we as families are meant to be a sign of that oneness of that holiness of that Catholicity and of that apostolic nature. Let other people, we had people in our house Come into our house. I mean, that's being apostolic. We're we're sent. We invited them in, and they're part of us. And they saw m- some of the bad, and hopefully <laughs> most mostly the good. But anyway, good All news, right. people. Good, good news. Good
2: news. Good news. We are the one holy Catholic and Apostolic Church, and we are going to have our memory verse from Matthew sixteen eighteen through nineteen. And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Our good Um, news. That's a good news. news for the day. Remember, only God can help you take the mystery out of parenthood. Pray, parent with a purpose and prepare for God to amaze you. God bless you.
1: He will.